Hey there, everyone. It's Alyssa. I'm your host of my newest podcast, Hecate Calling. And uh, as some of you know, my background as a yoga therapist and a business strategist, uh, but before I had my daughter, I also hosted 50 episodes of the Wild Wisdom podcast, which was really centered on mind-body medicine. And so with my background, now that I'm a mother of a four-year-old, life has changed. And I've been called to renew this podcast, um, but in a different way. And so it has a new name. It's called Hecate Calling. And we are going to talk about all the things I love. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share this, because it is the intersection of business expansion, soul awakening, uh, feminine embodiment, and ancestral healing. And all of these things are the things that I weave into my daily lives and the things that I weave into with my clients. And I felt that bringing a podcast back was the best way for me to really share all of this knowledge, not only from myself, but from the guests that we'll have on the show, but weave this in because why I do my work is because I am probably one, if not the only, for the first woman in my ancestral lineage, especially my maternal lineage, where I have freedom, I have choice in how to live my life. And some of that, yes, is based on the decisions I've made, but some of that is based on the personal development and growth I've done to connect to my ancestors, to um raise my frequency vibrations and clear distortion patterns and to really know myself and connect back to my intuition, um, my wild wisdom, uh, which is why I love that, that term. And so, you know, and there are many, many things that have led me to where I am today. And as you see in my background, so it, for those who don't know me and who are new, um, I am a complex individual and a plethora of knowledge. And so, uh, but now I combine business strategy and personal brand strategy with the feminine and ancestral healing. You know, I've helped clients, you know, understand that what's blocking them in business might be the mother wound and things like that. It may not be so deep, but to really explore because these parallels show that are in our personal life show up in our business life and i want to empower everyone who's listening to really understand this and most of all like i mentioned before i love to honor the women in my lineage through empowering other women including my daughter of course but other women out there because I don't want to go deep into a story just yet, but it's really, really important when we take a step back and think about women and who we are today, we have so much opportunity and we are really where there's a revolution going on. You know, we had um, a feminist revolution go on in the 60s, 70s, but and that helped pave the way for many things and the opportunities we have today. But now I feel like it's a feminine revolution. And the feminine 
can weave into everything we do, including our business. And this podcast is to show you how. Um, in, in our life, our life as women or mothers or uh, partners or whatever we are, you know, all the roles we have, but really, truly, deeply what affects all those roles, whether it's CEO um, or you're just starting out or in a business or you're trying to scale um, or you want to shift gears or you're working nine to five, whatever, wherever you're at in the professional or your personal life, everything that we do for personal growth and coming back to the feminine within ourselves affects all of that. So it starts with ourselves and where we are. So the more I work on myself, the better mother I am, the better business owner, the more in flow I can be. Um, and not just working on myself and, oh, I do all this self-care, but really what I found, it is connecting to the feminine. And I know some of you who may be tuning in are like, what the hell does that mean? Um, and we will explore that episode by episode. But what I wanted to share is that, because I have some amazing guests lined up that really dive into this, that are embodying the feminine themselves or on their journey, or just experts, you know, subject matter experts in their field. And one of the things I love to do is teach and learn and share. And, and so this is a platform that I can do that with all of you. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story of exploring the feminine, and maybe you can think about yours. Um, and so it began, and it's I'm still on the journey, um, and I'll tell you like where I am at now too. So it began, I'm sure it began a long time before this, but I remember specifically that I was at a luncheon for the Indie Holistic Hub because I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, although I live in San Miguel de Allende in central Mexico. And I, you know, sharing, I think I was wearing a dress, which I didn't wear a lot of dresses back then. I do now. Um, not for any particular reason, except that I'm, I live in Mexico. But so, you know, I'm at a luncheon meeting other holistic practitioners. This is when I owned my yoga studio and wellness center. And a woman, uh, a Russian lady came up to me afterwards and I saw her eyes kind of shift. And she said, you are a combination between your mother and your father, except that you're too much like your father and you need to hide your balls. And I was like, yeah, she's right. And I appreciate honesty. And um, she she said some th other things to me, which aren't like in my mind right now. But I remember being like, and she mentioned like you can wear a dress and all this jewelry and stuff, but you know, it's like the energy that you're putting off is so masculine. And it made me think, what is the feminine? Like, I have no idea. Like, I obviously know it's not just wearing dresses and putting makeup on, but I really don't know what it is. And that was when I first started thinking about embracing the feminine and what I could do. And I thought, hmm, yeah, I don't know. And I just explored. And that was, oh, let's see, that was at least five, six years ago, um, maybe more. And I thought, okay, let's, let's discover. 
And I'm still learning. I'm still diving. I mean, some of these interviews I'll have is because I love to learn. And so talk to people who really have even more expertise uh, on specific subjects than I do. And we can all learn together. I love that. Um, So as I explored, you know, one of the things I did in my business. So when when I had my yoga studio and wellness center uh, for over five years, I started out small with a thousand square feet and expanded into 20, over 2,500 square feet. Um, I had, oh, I don't know, the yoga studio itself was probably over a thousand square feet or more and three therapy rooms. And we had all kinds of different therapies, uh, energy medicine, facials, all kinds of stuff, a retail shop in the front, all kinds of stuff. Um, it really was a sacred space. Um, and I loved it. Although what I did was I brought my masculine energy of my corporate background into my entrepreneur life. And I'm sure like, raise your hand right now, if you can relate, like I, or, you know, pop a comment in below, like you, you can probably understand that you may as a woman understand that and and do that because my women bosses were masculine energy and I didn't know any way, any other way to be except that one time I do remember and you'll have to bear with me as I settle back into podcasting. I may go off on a tangent, um, but I have my notes to keep me on track, but I, I had a wonderful boss in my 20s, and but she was in the masculine totally. And I didn't realize that was what it was at the time. But I remember when I left, I wasn't treated very well. And I was like dedicated to her. Um, and I had put in my notice and she kind of like dismissed me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I wasn't valued at all. Like, you know, she just made a, a comment because she was she was pissed that I was leaving after seven years or whatever I, I was there. And I made a vow to myself that I would never treat someone like that. And when I became a COO of a national alternative investments organization, which is the job I was leaving for, because I wanted at that point in time, I wanted to rise up at, to CEO status and associations um, because I used to be a certified association executive and hold that prior to yoga and all of that. You know, we all have our journeys. And so I remember my marketing person wanted to go back and work remotely from her home, you know, with her old uh, company. And I said, okay, no problem, you know. Um, And she, I remember she was kind of shocked because she was nervous, of course, coming and telling me because most people are um, nervous to tell their bosses they're going to leave. And she, she was like, oh, wow, you took that well. I was like, you know, and I told her this story. I said, I vowed to never treat my staff like that because we all are going to grow and move on and move up. And I want to personally support that. So uh, the reason I'm sharing that part is that I, I think that is part of feminine energy is that we're lifting each other up and not tearing each other down. And that is something we can apply in the workplace in our businesses, with our teams, and and that sort of stuff. Um, And I'll do an episode about working with teams and delegation, because I think that's really important um, and and why it's hard for us, but that's a whole other episode. Um, So anyway, as I journeyed through, and during my time as the COO at the Alternative Investments Group, I 
was trained in yoga. I went to Germany for two 10 day intensives with Cindy Lee um, and, and worked remotely. And I made those decisions. I worked in a mostly male organization. Like when I went to the conferences, I was one of like five, maybe 10 women in patent leather heels and dresses. Like that was me. Um, and dressed to the nines and, um, you know, I loved some of that, but then I was like, I don't love this, you know, and eventually I left and followed my heart into entrepreneurship. But like I said before, I brought all of that um, bull in a china shop, I was often called because I, you know, I have this like, I'm, I'm a Virgo, it's Virgo season. So like everybody's like Virgo memes everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. Even though, of course, like I have, you know, different rising and, and moon signs too. Um, it's like, yeah, I was called a bull in a China shop. Yeah. And especially in dealing with a bunch of men saying, so when I left to open my yoga studio and wellness center, actually, I didn't leave directly for that. I left to pursue what my heart wanted. And eventually I opened up the yoga studio and wellness center, but I brought all that masculine energy into that. I was working 10 to 12 hour days. I'm like a make it happen person. Let's, you know, let's do it. And I'm still like that, but I do it in a different way and I have a team to support me so I don't have to do it all. So after, you know, I loved it. We built something beautiful. I mean, people still tell me they miss it and I miss it too. I, I loved being there every day. But when I was pregnant, I was like, I can't live like this. And I, I wanted something different and I wanted to, I wanted to live somewhere else not because I hated Indianapolis. I, mean, I never felt like I was at home, even though it is my home too, like with my parents and my dear friends there. Um, it's still, I felt like I was missing a piece of me and that was culture and language and, and things like that. And I traveled all over the world, but I had always wanted to live somewhere else. Um, so those things factored in and I think fear held me back, but those things factored into my decisions. And when, so I decided to sell the studio. Um, and in January, 2020, I guess I'll share this little bit of story in January, 2020, I had an on the market and a buyer in hand. And then of course, everyone knows what happened in March, 2020, because for me, like the lease was up in April, 2020. So I was either going to sell it or close it because I didn't, I had a baby in September, 2019. It was just too much for me um, and to handle everything. And one of the reasons why I no longer um, hosted a podcast, uh, the Wild Wisdom podcast kind of stopped running because I just didn't have space to see clients as a yoga therapist, run the studio, teach the teacher trainings, um, all of that. Even though I had beautiful people in place, I had people who ran the day-to-day -day at the front desk, um, a, a beautiful general manager, Annie, my mom, a wonderful uh, yoga teachers and therapists. And so there was about 25 part-timers who um, I managed and as well. And so I just, after a certain time, it was like, this is a lot. Well, you know, I'll help work loose in March 2020 for everybody. And everybody has a story behind that. So I'll share a little bit about mine. And it was like, well, shit, I can't go move somewhere. Um, you know, like the, the 
my broker was like, just hold on to it, you know, like we'll continue. And, and I, I was like, oh, I just, you know, so much uncertainty. I had a six month old at home and I'm like, I can't move somewhere across the world when there's a worldwide pandemic. That doesn't seem right. Um, like who knows? And then of course, different countries were handling it differently. And I was like, I'll just stay in Indiana, but I did move, um, apartments at least downsized because my daughter started walking at nine months. Like she was a super overachiever. Um, and, uh, and I, she's a Virgo too, and a Virgo rising just for everybody out there who's in astrology. Like, um, <laughs> she's, she's amazing, but she is also a strong, uh, wild woman. And so I was like, okay. And, but then, you know, after a year, I was still like, I want to go somewhere. I have to follow my heart because what was happening for me is that my body started falling apart. And I know I didn't finish the story about what happened with my studio and stuff, but um, I feel like that's not that important. But what had happened was I eventually sold the studio um, and started freelancing, doing business and marketing. Um, I'm sorry, business consulting and marketing, um, digital marketing, because I had that background. And I'd done it for my studio, um, all that. And eventually it evolved into what I do now. But within six, no, within six weeks, yeah, I had eight clients and I had another business. And But my, the whole point of this story is that I intentionally made these decisions that I wanted freedom. I wanted time freedom to be with my daughter. And since I've only worked part time since I've had her, I wanted um, I wanted freedom to work from anywhere. I like having a home base. Like some people love to be a digital nomad and move every 30 days. Like not me. I like to have a home base. It's just easier. Routine's really good for me um, and my daughter. And I think for most people. And so um, I but I intentionally made those decisions and started building that. But I didn't intentionally build a business. My business, which I eventually named Hecate Strategies, built itself. And that is when Hecate first called to me. And I'm like, because of course, everybody's like first thought is like, she's a witch goddess. And only the like, people who paint their nails black and gothic, you know, love her and all. And it's like, that's not true. It's not true. Um, so I went with it because I know when I'm called, because I have worked that I'm really connected to my intuition and spiritually. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And that's how Hecate Strategies came together. And I will tell you that I went through a time where I tried to bring a business partner on. It didn't work out. We renamed it because he wasn't like cool with Hecate Strategies. But I was like, I just want some help in my life. I'm a, I'm a single mother, I'm exhausted. And that was right before I moved to Mexico. It didn't work out. And when I look back, it's because I was moving away from that alignment and that intuition of working under Hecate and working with her as a goddess through my business. Like I, I am trying to do some more marketing for my business as I'm streamlining this, the agency side um, and focusing just on the brand transformations and story brand. But part of that, I've never actually marketed my agency, never. Like I may have to put proposals together, but it's all been through referrals and organic stuff. And I'm always like, okay, I guess you just want to grow. But when I tried to move away from what my intuition had called to Hecate, 
I, my business kind of went down. So, and I share these stories, but as soon as I reconnected back to her and didn't work with uh, the potential partner, went back to Hecate strategies and all of that, my business went straight back up again. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I didn't really think about that until recently, but I'm sharing it now. And so some of the things, and I always really evaluate, like I reflect all the time. I take time to take care of my body and practice, but also not just in meditation. Meditation helps me in different ways, but like really think about, and I, I because I'm a sacral generator in human design, um, I take time to think about things. Like even this podcast, I was like, ah, oh, do I want to take the energy of doing a podcast? Blah, 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 blah. And Hecate started calling to me again. And she's like, it's going to be named Hecate Calling. And I'm like, okay. Because I thought maybe it's the Wild Wisdom Business Podcast. Maybe it's this. No, it's Hecate Calling. Okay, let's do it. But that took me a while to think about. Um, but what finally really got me was like, this is a way for me to share all of me. Because some people only know me as this or that because they know me from when I own the yoga studio and wellness center. They know me uh, in San Miguel as, you know, maybe they don't even know what I do because I don't like share it um, a lot. I only go out like maybe once or twice a week, if that, um, besides, you know, coffee, maybe during the days and work on mom time. Okay. So like extra outside of that, I might go tango dancing. That's it. Um, and then recently I had the reason it's important to, uh, I help people with this, with their personal brand, because when you are, I find this all the time and I was doing it myself and it's, you, you have to embrace all of you. And as you evolve, because I'm really great about like, okay, this path isn't working. I'm going to go somewhere else, like in relationships, in, uh, business, everything like that's, that's what I'll do. But what I needed to do was embrace it again. And a couple people had reminded me of my story as like, I was on my way to be CEO and I, I left it. I was second in command and I was like, F this, this isn't what my heart wants. And, um, and then I recently talked about, I was offered a VP job in Manhattan and I was going to take it. And then they were like, you'll get one week vacation. And I was like, fuck that. Um, I declined this job, but I was like, crying to my dad, like, am I going to be homeless? And I wasn't homeless. He's like, no, you're not. And I mean, my dad was very supportive, which sometimes he's not. So I was very appreciative of that. Um, and then, you know, so then it's like following your heart and your intuition, your instinct is a whole thing. And that is part of the feminine. And so where I'm at now with like, here's the way to embrace all the things I love and integrate it because I speak with women entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs at whatever stage you're at. But I think, and I was just talking to a friend and client and I'm sure she'll be a guest on this um, podcast. And she was just like, you know, we can do all the SEO in the world or the Google ads or, or whatnot. Um, there is something to obviously making your message clear. Um, and But when you're really aligned, things just flow. 
And I'm always reflecting and doing that myself. And we took a little trip to the ocean. We took a little trip to the U.S. It was more after our trip to the ocean, which I need more often, I've learned. Um, I'm not sure if I want to live on the ocean yet, but the water is definitely a part of me um, and calls to me. And so I, I was like, I need to embrace my feminine a little more. I really do because it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day of doing, you know, and now my daughter's about to go to school. Like if you have any kids out there, you know, it's like, got to do this, got to do this. I got to take care of this and then I got to work and then I got to run the business or, you know, and then I got to take care of my kid and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then, oh, I've got to take care of me too. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, when are we actually like doing nothing? I got to do nothing by the ocean and the ocean was like just what I needed. And so it was like, but how can I integrate that, all of this into my life? And I already have a very, I've already done it in many ways. So this is constantly ever evolving, right? Connecting with the feminine. And I share my story in this first episode, just so you can understand and relate. And I hope you do. And I'd love to hear, you know, how you relate. And so feel free to message me, DM me, or comment. And so it's like, okay, you know, I have flexibility. I go out dancing at least once a week. You know, I go to Pilates. I'm going to start yoga again. Like I do Qigong. You know, I do these things, but I'm still doing, okay? I have trouble doing nothing, although I'm trying to get out to the hot springs more often for that water time and to do nothing. Um, and... And, you know, we're always doing in some way, but not in the sense of like, I have, I have to be productive. Um, and, you know, I try to flow with my cycle and I'll have um, a, a guest or two on about that. But I really try that those with those rhythms and cycles in my life. And that's really, really helped. Um, but it was still like, I need more because I'm still tired and, and that sort of stuff. And I started reflecting and then I was having a conversation when I was in the U.S. in Indianapolis with my friend Rita, who will also be on the show. Um, and we were talking about the feminine. And that's really what it is, like deeply embracing the feminine. And we're, you know, it's like the how. And and I'll have her share her story about this, like she shared with me on, on the podcast. But it's like how have we been shown the feminine? So for all of us, our first um, knowledge of the feminine is with our mothers. And so if our mothers were not in the feminine, if they were over-sacrificed, over-giving, that sort of stuff, they're actually not in the feminine. And and so we, we don't know how. And if our grandmothers were the same, we don't know how. And I'll go more deeply in with Rita for those stories about our grandmothers. And, and it's important to think about our families. And some of that was out of survival and stuff. Just like, what does the feminine mean? And so I'll end with, I started thinking, okay, I really need to turn into this even more. And so the, and, and I could feel my maternal grandmother calling me because I've done a lot of ancestral lineage repair on my father's side. And now I'm ready to turn to my mother's side and address the maternal lineage. And I could, you know, when I first assessed the bloodlines, my mother's mother's side, the maternal lineage was, I could just feel anger and resentment. And my 
grandfather's side on that side were it was scary. And so the way you do lineage repair is, is work from the most well to the most unwell. Uh, as a best practice, you could do whatever you want, but um, then you have the blessings. And I've seen it really shift. So when I reassessed the bloodlines, I didn't feel that anger and resentment anymore or this on my maternal lineage or the scariness on my uh, grandfather's lineage on my mother's side. And I was like, oh, so some things have been shifting because I've been shifting. Um, and I, and I was like, Hmm, interesting. And so finally I was kind of nervous and anxious about it because I think it's a huge thing. And I finally took the time to, after reassessing the bloodlines, and this is the work of Daniel four. And I've also, um, done some work with his wife. Uh, and I'll put those links in to the show notes, but he wrote the book Ancestral Medicine and I did their group course because I, I'm so attuned, but I'm too attuned and I'm learning how to really be attuned and not like set boundaries and, and well, and I've learned that, uh, which I think is really important because everything's energy. And because um, spirits know I can feel them, like they love to come to me. That's all another episode. But um, so I constantly make boundaries now and I, I learned how to do that, clean, smudge, all that kinds of stuff. But I was like, okay, I'm ready to connect with my elder ancestral guide on my maternal line. And it took me a while to do that. I had several grandmothers come in ready and willing to help. And when I really think about it, and, um, and I know Hecate is always, oh, she's the goddess of the witches and stuff. And I'm kind of like, I, I don't refer to myself as a witch. But yeah, I would probably be considered a witch. Like, you know, like I, I don't use that label, but I mean, I use herbs and homeopathy. I do ancestral lineage repair, like, you know, all this stuff. Um, in fact, I told my daughter the other day, your mom's a witch. And she went, because, oh, you know, on TV, they're like dark hags and, you know, it's all darkness, but that's not true. It's a misnomer. Anyway, so I sat with, and all these grandmothers came through. And there's a certain process to go through to make sure they're actually really well, like on a scale of one to 10, they're like seven, eight, nine, 10, like eight, nine, 10, nine, 10 is really what I was looking for. And out of, so I've worked with three of my four lineages now, and this one was the hardest to find someone because also, and I realized that my brain couldn't process going back beyond maybe because uh, my maternal lineage is from Ireland, but then also, you know, where they were before, um, migrated prior to that, yada, yada, yada. Like my brain just like couldn't go back. And so I went, I took a moment and said, okay, I need to, like, I had assessed these grandmothers that came and, and, but I, I felt some, sometimes like, no, you may be like a six on the 10, like you may be, but you still could use more healing. I need to find the nines and tens. Um, but I realized, and then I even had a couple goddess goddesses come in. One was a blonde goddess. Um, I'm not sure, but I know Demeter is a blonde goddess, but she's the goddess of the sea. Um, and she was blonde, you know, and I'm, I'm always learning this stuff. So feel free to comment <laughs> and share whatever, you know, um, but I was like, she came and I was like, oh, you're not on my lineage. Cause that's one of the questions we ask. I'm like, you're a goddess. Like you're really calling to me. The sea calls to me for sure. 
Um, so, you know, you do these assessments and I had to stop and I looked up cause I have done my DNA when I went through, started doing lineage repair, I did, I asked my aunts for information and learned more about my grandmothers and grandfathers and, um, she does ancestry.com. I did my DNA test through, uh, Oh, Alexei or Sergey genetics or something. I can't remember. I'll pop that link in the show notes though, because it's a privately owned company. Um, and so I, I looked at my maternal haplogroup and I'm, I'm Jay. And so I looked at the map and, and was like, okay, that explains why I was seeing someone from Roman times, seeing someone um, in nomadic in the sand. Um, and then finally, okay, I had a little bit of conscious recognition and I went back into my visualization uh, to contact my ancestral guide on my maternal line and was like, okay, like she's like in what is now the Middle East, like way, 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 way back. Like after the migrations from Africa into the Middle East, but not, you know, into Europe yet and present day. And it was just like, wow. And that, and so she had beautiful, she danced when she first, you know, came in like this dance of joy and had black hair kind of looks like, um, my art here. And I'm like, well, maybe that's why I fell in love with this art. Like the first piece of artwork I ever fell in love with and had to buy. I'm not that I'm not usually like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was sort of enlightening of, and I asked her to come present day, um, you know, after assessing if she was well enough and willing to help heal the lineage, because we don't heal as humans. Like we initiate and ask and request and invite our elder guides to do it. Uh, but again, that's a whole nother episode of diving into ancestral healing and lineage repair with someone. I'll bring in a guest expert on that. Um, but I'm, I'll, I'll even share maybe a little bit that I know in one solo episode, um, but I, I love the interview style. And so I just, I mean, I was just sort of taken aback, like how far I had to go back when my feminine lineage, my maternal lineage was very, very well and vibrant and connected to the earth and nature. And that just goes to show how, you know, this was before patriarchal times and, and that sort of stuff, but like how, how far we all have to go back to reconnect to the wild woman inside. And it's, it's, I'm still learning. I'm just sharing my experience here. And, and, and it's like, wow, like we have so much to learn about being women and embodying the feminine as women and as men too, you know, um, that that's another episode. Maybe I'll bring a guest for that. Um, but it's like, there's so much, so many layers of, of patterns that are deeply rooted for millennia, generation after generation. And we're starting to break that. And that is the feminine revolution. And I hope you've enjoyed, I'm going to try to keep these solo ones like 30 minutes. I guess I'm going a little longer, but like, I want to keep them shorter. Um, 
But I hope that you've enjoyed kind of how I've shared and I'll continue to share because how, like last night I had a dream because I've been asking for guidance. How can I continue to know where to move forward? And of course, you know, this podcast is one way. How can I continue? And then last night I, I dreamt and it was like water communing with water, communing with water. Cause I live like where it's dry. And I think that's why it's coming up. Like, I'm like, I need water because I've never lived by the ocean, but my ancestors have. The goddesses that commune with me have. So these are all things like when we're reconnecting um, and especially reconnecting to the feminine in our lives and within our personal lives and our business lives, because they are not separate. They influence each other. And uh, as I share these episodes, I'll share more and more examples, everyday conversations I have with clients where I'm like, that's why you're blocked. Like, that's why you're stuck. you got to go solve that personal issue or, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, like they are intertwined. But for women and, and men, because it's about flow, but uh, this podcast is targeted towards women. Um, and so it's really about embodying the feminine. And I hope that I can help you learn about doing that within your life and your business throughout this podcast and every episode, whether it's solo with me um, or with a guest. And I may even do some like coaching kind of style episodes, but welcome. Thank you for listening in. And I love to hear from you. Please comment, DM me, um, follow me, whatever. Uh, connect with me in any way if any of this resonated with you and tell me what you want to learn about what you want to hear because I'm so excited to continue to record all of this and share all of this wisdom with you on Hecate Calling.